so we're thankful and grateful for the Lord for giving us the opportunity to uh, come here and uh, have fellowship with you, our brothers and sisters in Bendigo. Uh, yes, I came to the Lord in 1985 as a young man at the age of 18. I joined the military and uh, I went on my first assignment of duty to the Middle East, uh, to the Sinai Desert. So I worked there for a year. And uh, I think the Lord uh, took me there to visit some of the holy sites in Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and so many. I prayed, I cried, but when I went back to my camp, I knew that I was still the same person. But I asked the Lord, when I return back home, if there is any other option or ways that's still out there, please show me. So 1985 was the day I started the fresh when he gives me the Holy Spirit. And everything changed. My career changes. My life changes. All of the plans that I have in mind totally change after I receive the Holy Spirit. And uh, praise the Lord. Uh, 1988 was my first convention here in Melbourne. Uh, I was still a young man by then. And uh, I could still remember those people I met on my first convention. Spent one week in Melbourne, the second, another week in uh, Adelaide, another week in Canberra, one night in Wagga, one night in Chumit, and uh, two weeks in Sydney before I flew back home. And what I heard, experienced on the trip, uh, was there in my heart for the next 14 years before I took my wife over for, his, for her first trip overseas. So here we are, uh, fellowshipping. And uh, what a marvelous uh, time that we are now spending in the Lord. 1997, we chose to leave Suba to travel to a new place to preach the gospel on that second island. So, uh, myself, myself and our two daughters, uh, the eldest one was uh, four, about to reach five, second was three. And uh, praise the Lord, we preached the gospel for 20 years, after 20 years, we came back to the mainland, and we already established about uh, five centers on that island. And uh, yeah, that's what we love to do. Uh, the pastor in Suba didn't send us to this island. It was just through us talking to each other that we need to go to a, a new place to share the gospel. And that's what we've been doing all these years until now. And uh, I know... Uh, all of us, here at times we think about what we should have in this world. We all need houses, we all need work. Uh, but uh, all these years, we have saw the hand of the Lord blessing us. I still remember my wife told me, Oh, I'm fed up staying in this small uh, house room. And I told her, if the Lord tarries, I'll build you, build, uh, you a uh, big house. So now uh, I build her a house with five rooms, and she's complaining, not able to keep up, uh, taking care of the house. So anyway, uh, the Lord will always supply all our needs, as we've heard in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first thy kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. So the Lord will always give us what we need. Maybe not what we want, because that's our our choice, 
but the Lord knew better than us. And tonight we are here because we love to come and serve the Lord. Uh, we are here because the Lord have changed or restructured the way we should live uh, in this world. And uh, many of us maybe uh, came from broken families, uh, many things that happened in our lives. Uh, we were downtrodden or heartbroken, but uh, the Lord has lifted us up from that uh, places that uh, we were in before. I'd love to say a few scriptures uh, uh, with us today. Uh, we go back to the book of Acts, chapter 1, uh, from verse 6. I believe that most of us knew this story about the interaction between uh, the Lord uh, and his disciples. Jesus has taught them for three years, showed them everything, performed miracles, preached the gospel, tell them parables, and many people followed him. But came to a stage where the Lord has to tell them that one day I'll not be with you again, but make sure that you prepare your life for the missionary, for the mission. So Acts chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7, And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times on the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Verse 8, But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth. So we normally love to understand things, to inquire about the hidden things. But the Lord has uh, promised every one of us who are members of his kingdom that he will reveal to us all the mysteries of his kingdom. So the Lord knew what is in your mind, what are your thoughts, and he has the answers to everything. So going back to the scripture, the disciples, as we know, most of them were Jews. They really want to know whether their nation shall be given back to them. No, during this time, they were still under the uh, Roman occupation. The Roman was still ruling in Jerusalem at that time. So the fulfillment of the Gentile nations ruling in Jerusalem hasn't come to an end. But praise the Lord. We know that God has set the time for everything on this earth. And uh, we know the fulfillment of uh, this came back in 1917 when the last Gentile nation were ruling in Jerusalem, the Turks, and they were driven out. And uh, as a soldier, I normally keen on uh, reading the history of wars and looking at how Jerusalem was taken uh, over in 1917 and uh, part of uh, that battle. Uh, we have also the Australian light horses, uh, cavalry, uh, about 800 of them. Uh, they were the one that uh, overthrown Beersheba. 
uh, where Abraham, Isaac and Jacob dug that well of water and uh, the texts were caught in surprise. So every one of uh, us from different nations were part of the fulfillment of God's prophecies. But Jesus reminded them that day, oh, the time is yet to come. But one thing I want to know, I want you to understand that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you shall be my witnesses. Starting here in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to that most part of the world. That's how the, the word of the Lord spread, starting from Jerusalem. So, no one is going to be left out. Every nation on this earth, the gospel shall be preached unto them. In Matthew 24, 14, the Bible tells us that this gospel shall be preached unto every nation as a witness, then the end shall come. I believe the very thing that is uh, prolonging the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is the preaching of the gospel. And we are the ones that we need to stand up, be bold, and preach the gospel wherever we are. Because the Lord really needs the gospel to be spread to every part of the world. And we are living in a time where modern technology has allowed that to happen. The places where we cannot go to, now technology can reach unto those people. If they live in the jungle or on the islands, we can now preach to them. Uh, even though we are cautious of how we use these modern technologies, but if we use it in the right way, in the right manner, we are doing the right way. We are on the right path. And uh, praise the Lord Jesus already inscribed the, the disciples on that particular time for them to be filled with the power of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and they shall be his witnesses starting in Jerusalem. We heard about the Israelites returning back to their land. That has come to its fulfillment. 1917, when they signed the Balfour Declaration, the Jews were allowed to migrate back to their land. Still happening every year. They call it in the, in the Hebrew language, the Aliyah. They have a minister who looks after that. Every Jews from every part of the world, they have to return to their land. They have to fulfill the promise of God. Because when they return, all the promises, all the benefits that goes with it will come unto them. Naturally, physically. But I believe what we are waiting for now is the spiritual part of that prophecy to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. I remember when I was there working there, it's very hard for us to talk to the Jews, to, to those people there about Jesus. They, they really don't know Jesus, who Jesus is. But today, praise the Lord, people in Jerusalem now are preaching about Jesus. They know that Jesus is their king. And for us, in other part of the world, let's continue to live up the name of Jesus. As Paul says, let Jesus be promoted and let me demote it. So Jesus is the only one that we need to promote in all aspects of our life, wherever we go, wherever we are. But all this preaching goes together with the persecutions, as we've heard today. 
in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 and 12. Let's read from here about the importance of understanding that uh, when you preach the gospel, you should also be aware that you can be persecuted. Matthew 5, 10 and 12. The Bible says, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 and 12, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In verse 11, Blessed are ye, for men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manners of evil against you falsely for my sake. I remember when I first came to a few months, I joined a team that uh, went out for outreaching one of the remote islands in Fiji. Uh, it was during that uh, evangelism trip that I counted uh, saints who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. They have been persecuted. Young girls, they have been beaten up by their parents. And uh, I, for one, I was just a few months old in the Lord. And I saw all these things happened. But what really gives me peace when I look at the Bible, when I look at the scriptures, Jesus already foretold that this thing will happen to us when we preach the gospel. Sometimes we think that uh, once we come to the Lord, everything will be good, will be calm. Uh, but the Bible doesn't say so. Living in a time of troubles, tribulations, and we should be aware that all these things should happen, but you should not be shaken or be troubled by it because the Lord will always be on your side. So in verse 44, in the same chapter, the Bible says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. I think this is the answer. When we are persecuted or when we see one of our brother or sister being tormented, we should pray for them. I remember when uh, most of the nights I heard the beatings, I normally cried to the Lord, Lord, please. All those beatings, you put it to me, not to them. And early in the morning, when I meet these uh, new brothers and sisters, it's like nothing happened last night. They are still uh, joyful. They love to share what the Lord has done to them. So we're living in a time where many people will be led astray, persecuted, as we have heard today. But these are all part of what we should be going through in these last days. Uh, the Bible is very clear on that in Matthew 24. Uh, it narrates what shall take place. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, pestilences, as we are going through now, and so many things that are happening in our lifetime. But we are so uh, glad that the Lord has revealed to us even before you were born into this world, that all these things will take place in these last days. In Matthew 24, 32, uh, let's turn to this. I always remember 
very well that uh, it's important for us to understand the time that we are living in. Because the Lord has already prescribed to us things that will be taking place before his return. So in Matthew 24, from verse 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth, leaves you know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when you shall see all these things, I know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. So the Lord is telling us, when you see the fig tree having leaves, talk about the Israelites, when they return back to their land and they have leaves, they grow, all the promises come back to them. Today the land of Israel is the number one in terms of agriculture. It was a desert as uh, someone from uh, the United States came to to Israel in the 1800s and he wrote everything that he saw. It was a land that it was desolate. Nothing grows there. But in 1917, when they returned, they converted that land to what is today. I could actually witness that because I spent two years in the Sinai Desert, just looking across the border at Israel. Totally green. How comes? They share the same land, piece of land, but the promises are different. We can also live together, but we have a different promises that we live in as children of the Lord. The Lord will continually bless us. His eyes are upon us day and night. And we are so fortunate that we are a peculiar people. We are different. The Lord has chosen us to be like that. Maybe our, our family members look at us as just a member of the family. But in the eyes of God, we are different. Because the day when the Lord returns, and they will know, oh, that we are no longer part of them. We belong to the kingdom of the Lord. We are now sons and daughters of the living God. So, brothers and sisters, never uh, be disheartened if uh, you come across situations where you think that the Lord has uh, left you. Because he will always be there with you. He will always be there to give you trials and test you. Testing of our faith. It's like we are going through the process of finding gold. So when you go through the test, and you'll see your real picture, who you are in the eyes of the Lord. That's who we are. We are as gold, precious gold, in the eyes of the Lord. And remember that uh, we have a, a role to do. We are not just here to come and sit and eat and enjoy. That's all part of it. But the most important part is to preach the gospel. Because 
one day the Lord will come back and will reward us according to what we have done for his kingdom. Be aware of the one who was given one talent. He did not lose the talent, but he chose to ignore, to bury, to keep it safe. Well, the talent that the Lord has given us is not meant to be kept safe. It's meant to be used. You need to trade the talents. You need to go out and preach the gospel so that many other talents are gained. So when the owner comes back and asks you, you are more ready to give him all your stories. We have all wonderful stories that the Lord has given us. Keep it up. Keep on sharing those wonderful stories. Many people will be saved if we keep on speaking, keep on telling them the word of truth. Uh, just to conclude, I know uh, we have been here for quite some time. One of my favorite scripture, it's in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, in my namesake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. You know, most of us maybe have left our houses, maybe our parents, or family members, because of the gospel. But the Lord is telling us, you've lost nothing. He has kept everything for you. If you don't have a father, you now have a father. If you don't have a mother, you now have a mother. We have someone who can, we can call up to. Abba, Father. And the Lord will make sure that we receive hundredfold even in this life. And on top of that, the double blessings, everlasting life. So we never lose anything. So keep it up. Keep on doing the work. Support your leaders. Support your pastors. We are all here for the same purpose. We have different roles to perform. But if we love what we are doing, you will continue to be blessed. And the Lord tells us it's more blessed to give than to receive. And the Lord loves a cheerful giver. God bless us.